every leader of a growing business has experienced a restless night. A night where a new opportunity or daunting challenge got in the way of a decent night's sleep. When I'm up at night, I think about how to maintain culture. Where the company is headed. Like, what is the business challenge, you know, three steps ahead. That keeps me up. I worry that we won't grow fast enough. Making sure that people are feeling like they belong. I had somebody resign today. I have one meeting about billing, which I am looking forward to, actually. I find it fascinating. (laughs) From WeWork and Gimlet Creative, this is Up at Night. I'm John Henry. On this show, I talk with leaders of mid-sized businesses about how they've grown their companies and found success. I call them up at night when they're off the clock and hear what's really been keeping them up. This week, Claude Silver from the global digital agency VaynerMedia. Vayner works with some of the world's biggest brands on their advertising campaigns. And this past year, they won four Cannes Lions, one of the most prestigious awards in all of advertising. VaynerMedia has offices all over the world, including one within a WeWork in Singapore. I caught up with Claude at the end of a long week. Hey, John. Happy Friday. Hey, Claude. How are you? Just as she and the rest of the company were wrapping up their day. Friday evening here in New York City, for the most part, every team has cracked open beers and whatever else, and they're hanging out as teams and they're getting work done. (laughs) And I love it. So what keeps me up at night is the following. One, the video camera that is in my baby's room. And when I hear her, you know, wake up or cry or make a move, that certainly wakes me up. And I think the other thing that keeps me up at night is making sure that people are feeling like that this is a place where they belong. They have both physical and emotional safety. Claude is on a mission to change the way we think of HR. She's the chief heart officer at VaynerMedia. And as far as I know, she's the first CHO ever. You must get this question a lot. What is a chief heart officer? Okay, so... For me, a chief heart officer is taking care of the actual human beings and the heartbeat of this company. I'm here to help them identify roadblocks. I'm here Mm. to help them grow and develop. I'm here to help them navigate a, a somewhat of a complex organization. And I'm here to really help them thrive, quite frankly. That's what a chief heart officer is. Claude's role is like part guidance counselor, part coach, and she's second in command to VaynerMedia's CEO, Gary Vaynerchuk. The company has invested heavily in employee well-being. They see it as the key to retention and the business's success. The role was specifically made for Claude. When she first began at the company in 2014, she was a senior vice president running a major account. Even then, the way she ran her team was pretty unconventional. Bi-weekly team meetings, I would have people bring in poetry or we would listen to different music or we would do improv or, you know, we would really do things that were quite out of the box. And Gary, our CEO, he was being told right, left and center that 
people really enjoyed working with me and they enjoyed my management style, my mentorship style, mm. my leadership style, all of that. So the time came when I was really done with advertising and I went to Gary on my year anniversary, and I said, hey, thank you so much. You're the best. You, you know, I've learned so much here. This is terrific. And I'm really done in advertising. I'm done selling. And he said to me, and I quote, you know, well, what is it that you want to do? And I said, I only care about people. I only care about the heartbeat of this place. So I went my merry way, and four months later, we had breakfast, and we sat down, and he said, that's it. You're coming back. You're going to be chief heart officer. And I said, okay, cool. Sign me up. <laughs> and I said, how do we know if I'm successful? And he said, you're going to impact every single human being and fill the agency with empathy. To be able to come to work every single day as my authentic self and to set that up for others and then to create that at scale, that's the, be that, that's the best thing I've ever done in my life. You know, aside from rafting down class five rapids or scaling my ass out of the Grand Canyon with crampons on, like, <laughs> it's a pretty big thrill. <laughs> Claude works alongside a team of HR partners responsible for investigations, relocations, payroll, all the traditional HR stuff. But she sees her role as going far beyond that. You know, life for every single person that is in this company starts when they wake up in the morning and ends when they go to sleep. And I don't care just about the eight to nine hours that they're here. Right. That would be me only seeing half of a human being. Mm. I care about what they're going through, what their family's going through, you know, what their dog's going through, if that's an issue. So fundamentally... I see a CHO, and I actually see the role of HR, if done in this new way that I'm thinking about it, as that of a coach. I want to find out what's going on before it blows up. I want to find out what makes that person tick. I want to, you know, I want to find out what we can do to get that player from a B minus to an A minus. Even the people I've hired to be on my team, and, and by the way, I changed the name of the team from HR to people and experience because mm. common sense tells me that that's what we're doing here. I mean, we're looking after mm -hmm. the people and their experience. Let's explore this. Uh, I know that you guys have an open door policy when it comes to mental health in the workplace. So break that down. What does that mean? People are, um, are coming in here with whatever it is that they they carry on their back every day. And while I'm not a trained professional and we don't have any trained psychologists here on staff, we do what we can to make the time that they are here at VaynerMedia as peaceful as possible, as productive as possible. And some of that means that, that, you know, I bring in mindfulness coaches, we do meditation here, we have a, uh, a wellness room where you can get the key and go in and pray or meditate or, you know, scream if you need to into the pillows. Anyone that comes to me and they are struggling with anxiety, I will do everything I can. If they open the door and say, hey, do we have a list of therapists that are in our network? Like, yes, I have a list of therapists that I am ready to give you. This phrase of work-life balance is thrown around a lot these days, but what does it actually mean to you? Nothing. 
Work-life balance doesn't mean anything to me. Explain that. I think it's fictitious today. I think we're all tied to our phones. I think that <laughs> it's up to us to manage our own energy. And so what I call it and what we train here is energy management. Because, like, John, I can't tell you how to be balanced and how to balance your day because you <laughs> might be a better worker at 10 p.m. So I don't want to pretend that I know what's best for you and work-life balance. However, energy management. As you become more self-aware and you can tune into yourself, you know when you're being triggered, you know when you are getting real stressed out, and you know when your eyes start to burn because you've been looking at a screen. What I ask of people is to check in with themselves and, you know, set a timer or say, I'm going to turn off all the notifications on my screen and I'm going to jam on this one project for an hour. After that hour, I get to go on Instagram. After that hour, I get to go downstairs and get a coffee. After that hour, I get to goof off for 15 minutes with my coworkers. I want to make sure that people have what they need the time that they need to get the work done and, and that they've got the support that they need to get the work done. You know, what's the balance there between pouring time and energy into the employees versus to the business? Oh, John, it's retention. Now, get this. VaynerMedia has an 85% retention rate. That's really high. Yeah, it's really high. And so that's how I know... I'm feeding into the business here. I don't, I no longer work on clients, you know, but when I know that we have a strong employee brand, both internally and externally, and people want to be here and people stay here, that's when I'm like, cool, you know, quote unquote, this world of HR actually does hit on business results. You know, we do have, I don't have any KPIs other than like making this the best organization of all time. But for me, a high percentage of retention and word of mouth referrals is going to do it day in, day out. So what would you say to someone who's running a hundred or so person company and they want to switch it up with HR? They want to think about things differently. I mean, what I say to anyone running any kind of company that wants to switch it up is please switch it up. <laughs> Like, don't, don't wait for the magic wand to come. If you're in charge then you're in charge, you know, you have the incredible ability to set the culture from the top. Don't hesitate, please. That's the first thing I would say. And the second thing I would say is, well, how do you do it? Well, you start to listen to your people mm. because you can't make decisions from an ivory tower thinking you know what's best from the people just because you <laughs> right. run a company, right? right. That would yep. just be, that's not fair. And so you got to talk to people. You got to have lunches with people. You got to bring 25 people into a conference room and just jam with them. I have to realize that Rome wasn't built in a day and and we're doing the best we can to scale the culture and and that that means talking and listening to people and that takes time. That takes a lot of heart and a lot of listening. That's great advice. Okay, you um you shared what's keeping you up at night now. Um, what do you hope you're worrying about a year from now or five years from now? A year from now, what I hope I'm worrying about is getting on stage doing a TED Talk the next day. <laughs> you're a rock star. We're going places. So when we hang up right now, um, what are you going to do as soon as we, we hang up? I am going home and I think I'm going to just catch 
my little baby girl right before she shuts her eyes. Aww. And then I'm going to order some sushi and kick back and relax and listen to nice. the eight track. That was Claude Silver, Chief Heart Officer of Vayner Media. During our conversation, Claude told me that her team doesn't work for her, she works for her team. It's important for her that she gets to know her teammates as entire people, not just as employees. And VaynerMedia's 85% retention rate proves that prioritizing listening and people-centered services is really working. Even if a chief heart officer isn't in the cars for your company, there's a lot to take away from Claude's philosophy. How clearly prioritizing employee happiness can really pay off for workplace culture and the bottom line. You've been listening to Up at Night, brought to you by WeWork and Gimlet Creative. Check it out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you heard, please leave a review, share with your colleagues, or tweet me at John Henry Style. We'd love to hear what you think. And don't forget to visit our blog, we.co slash up at night, where you'll find more advice and useful solutions for growing your business. Up at Night is produced by Carrie Ann Thomas and Emily Shaw. Executive produced by Nicole Wong. Our editor is Sarah Geis. Mixed and scored by Molly Bolton. Zach Schmidt is our technical director. Our theme is by Marcus Thorne Bagala. Additional music from Marmoset and Billy Libby. Fact-checking by Soraya Shockley. I'm John Henry. Thanks for listening. And hey, wherever you are, try to get a good night's sleep tonight.